Hello and welcome to the Rouse Review CityWorks portion of our show. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman. Amy Simmons is not with us today. She is under the weather, so we wish her well, and I hope she's back next time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and invite in Celeste Broadstreet, our finance director, to talk budget process with us. All right, Celeste Broadstreet, my finance director. She's got a big grin on her face right now. Good afternoon, Dan. Thank you. She loves doing these things. Uh, Kicking and screaming. Exactly. (laughs) But Celeste has possibly the most important job in the entire city. And possibly, she's nodding in agreement. She she agrees that she is the most important person in the city. Of course. I'm not going to argue with her because she uh, tells me how much money I have. That's right. uh, And I always like to get good news out of Celeste. Mm. Um, So Celeste Broadstreet is our finance director here in Winchester. Now, Every, I don't know of a city that doesn't have a finance director or at least a CFO. There's always somebody in charge of the money. Yeah, usually finance director. You have a budget director. Budget director, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so your role, real quickly, for folks who are completely unaware of how uh, cities or money works, Mm -hmm. um, talk briefly about the role of a finance director. So the role of finance director, so... um, Finance director for the city oversees um, all the money that's coming into the city and mm-hmm. money that's going out, making sure everything is posted correctly, revenues are posted correctly, expenditures are posted correctly, oversees getting employees paid, getting our vendors paid, making sure you know everything's posted correctly for our financial statements. So make yes. sure that um, so we keep in track of our bond rating, making sure everything's posted good for that, so mm-hmm. we can keep in good standing following uh, revenue trends, mm-hmm. expenditure trends, making sure we're meeting our budget, mm-hmm. um, stay within that and all that. Yeah. So budget, mm-hmm. and that's part of why, the big reason why we're here today right. is it's that crazy time of year again. <laughs> it it's is. budget season. <laughs> budget season, fun so time. budget season is upon us here right. in Winchester, as it is in most places. So Correct. here in Winchester, mm-hmm. we happen to have a... Uh, a fiscal year that is not the calendar year. So if folks are wondering why, mm-hmm. uh, or, or if they think, well, their budget just started. This is not like normal, you know, the, a general residence tax year that you might be familiar with. Our tax year or our fiscal year mm-hmm. is starts in July, July first to June thirtieth. June thirtieth. So yeah. we take, you know, really, we started this process last month. Right. You put the call out to directors. Of the various departments, many of which, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard many of them throughout the year. Right. They all put together their budget or their proposed budget, proposed. and they send it to Celeste. Mm-hmm. Celeste then makes me a nice big binder <laughs> <laughs> with all of the budget requests. Right. And normally, uh, well, always, we get more requests than we have money for. Yes, absolutely. I think last year we had... Um, eight or nine million dollars in requests yep. total total yeah. uh and we did not have an extra eight or nine million dollars I, mm-hmm. I think last year we had um in terms of revenue uh, additional revenue it was About seven million seven million mm-hmm. so we yep. we trim it down now a lot of those if you're thinking well you you almost have all the money you need just right, right off the bat right. so those department directors what they don't ask for mm-hmm. and this is true in every city they don't come in and say, well, my insurance is going to be higher. We uh, hear from our insurer. The directors <laughs> don't ask for uh, 
additional money for their insurance. We hear that directly. Or our retire payments into our retiree system, which right. in, in uh, Virginia, it's called VRS. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to, if those go up, that's something we can't control. Health insurance, insurance. limited control. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Maintenance on contracts, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that's built in and not really controlled. Right. It's uh, another thing. We get um. um I was like the vehicle insurance, the health insurance. Vehicle insurance, you health insurance. Mentioned that. Oh, uh, um, jail. Jail costs. Right? The cost of the jail. Right. Uh, can't really control that. Juvenile detention center. Those type of there those type of commitments that we have to other localities or mm-hmm. other agencies that. Yeah, yeah. The, we're somewhat out of our control. Right. So uh, right off the bat. We have a lot less money than we have for requests. Sure. So right now it's January, mm-hmm. and we are still early in the process. So Celeste, you've gotten at this point, all of the directors should have given you their budget request, right? That was the deadline, December thirty first. Yeah. Oh, I got some. I got some folks that have not <laughs> given you their budget yet. We have some stragglers. Yes. All right. Oh uh, yes. Well, I, I leave it to you to whip those folks in shape. <laughs> yes. Um, But soon you'll have all the budgets and you'll Mm -hmm. have compiled them. What happens once you get all those budgets? So once we get all those budgets, I I start going through them looking for things that may have been missed or, you know, people overlook things and making sure that's all put together. Then we put it all together and get a number to say, okay, then we compare it to the prior year's budget and Mm -hmm. say, okay, these to get your variance on what's um, the increase. Um, Then we put all that together and then we sit down and give it to you yeah so then i take the budget Mm -hmm. and uh, sit down with each one of those directors and we walk we talk through Mm -hmm. um what's critical what's a must-have what's a nice to have we try to make sure that all of those different requests align with our strategic plan Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we start talking to council when uh, per our calendar we'll start doing that here pretty soon beginning of february correct February, yeah, we'll do our first kind of blush. Well, you'll be looking at budgets in February, so mm-hmm. then I think schools are going to come in February and talk about their budget, yeah. and then March we'll go to Finance Committee mm-hmm. and kind of give that first um, overview of where we are, say these are the requests that we have, these are the anticipated revenues. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll be putting together, and um, this month we'll be getting together and looking at the um, revenue projections yeah. and see based on the trends from the prior year. So... In most places, uh, the, the relationship between schools and the local elected body, mm-hmm. it can be uh, complicated at time. And the way money moves back and sure. forth between schools and the local uh, city or county. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about how that conversation works and when, how the money, go, how the money moves between the city and WPS during the once the budget is approved. So. Once we get that budget number, the, the council approves for schools. And this past year, it's a little over $30 million. I guess actually $31 million. Um, we just transfer monthly. They get a monthly kind of mm-hmm. stipend or transfer that yeah. we, we send them. So. But council has no. Council approves their budget just in kind of a lump sum. In a lump sum. General categories. Right. They don't get into the line mm-hmm. by line, here's what you're spending. Correct. But they right. do meet with the school board if they have questions right. about On. budget specifics. And the school board comes in and gives them an overview of, mm-hmm. hey, this is just like the city staff does, but mm-hmm. this is how many new positions we're, we're looking for, mm-hmm. type of um, salary increases. Hey, we want to do a 5% mm-hmm. COLA or 2%, whatever, whatever the 
whatever revenue they have and get an overview of what the states because they get a, a large amount of their money from the state also hmm. so they yeah their total their for us at least the total budget for schools is well, 90 million something um yeah so i want to say 65 65 65 around okay. there for for just their general fund Got or it. just their school operating fund yeah if you pull all the funds in yeah it's closer to 95 90. okay yeah, exactly so <clears throat> once i have reviewed the budget with all the department mm-hmm. directors the next step is that i then uh, start making some decisions mm-hmm. i start deciding all right how how aggressive can we be with salaries? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need to look at rate increases? We haven't re- we haven't increased our our big rates uh, in the last couple of years. Right. We've made some adjustments on the solid waste fee, mm-hmm. uh, but our rates have generally stayed the same. It's assessments that have gone up that have helped right. improve our revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, if folks are interested in and they want to actually participate in these budget conversations. The best time to do that is really when we start going to council. Right. Because the budget's not approved once I make some decisions. Mm-hmm. All of my decisions mm-hmm. are then brought to council. So right. in the February time frame, we will uh, sit down with the finance committee and some of the other appropriate committees. Mm-hmm. We'll start having some briefings for counselors so that they can start getting familiar with uh what what the budget picture looks like this year right mm-hmm. uh, so if residents want to engage and participate in that process the best time to do it is in those early meetings early committee right. meetings early committees yep. exactly once we get to the you know, march april yeah, once april may time frame right. once you get to the april time frame it's, it's getting it's getting real it's getting late tight. in the game <laughs> you, you have very yeah. little ability to uh, influence the outcome of the budget when you come in in the you know April March time frame, right. uh, really April ish, mm-hmm. because yeah. we have to have our budget approved by when? We have to have it um, by SACO by um, June thirtieth, but normally we do it by the end of May. End of May. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So um, sometimes there is confusion when you know I, I know there was an article in the paper last week about the per- personal property tax rates. Uh, there. Uh, you know, there will be plenty of articles during the course of the budget sure. process, mm-hmm. and a lot of times folks uh, kind of confuse uh, rates versus assessment versus, you know, whatnot. Talk a little bit about uh, our different different revenue streams and the ability of control and, and the control we have over them. Okay. Well, our main revenue source, of course, is real estate tax. Mm-hmm. Um so the council sets that rate. We're in the process of doing the reassessment right now. The, we expect to have the new values out by the end of the month. So then once those values are set, then um, the Commissioner of Revenue will do figure out what the revenue neutral tax rate is, and that would give us an idea of what extra, um, what the new assessment values, what that would generate in revenue. So then after that, you have your sales tax. It's a big, it's a big one, which, again, the state sets those numbers. We get the percentage that comes from there. Um, personal property is another big one um, that rate is set by council again mm-hmm. um, it's that rate's been in place for many 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 years and mm-hmm. they haven't changed that rate yeah um, another big tax is um, meals tax mm-hmm. which is a tax that I, I like <laughs> I like because it not only hits the citizens of Winchester mm-hmm. it also hits you know all the visitors that come in yes. so it helps yes. the city out and, and, and helps keep our other taxes lower mm-hmm. um, if we have a good meals tax so those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, hey, my property tax went up, mm-hmm. and we say, yeah, but your rate 
stayed the same. What we talked about the assessment, right? Tell, talk about how what the kind of interplay is between the assessment, the rate, and what residents see on their bill. So the assessed value would be we assess at market value for the house what the what the current market is, which everybody knows goes up and down. So mm-hmm. we're in a of an upswing in the market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see your tax rate will stay steady at ninety three cents um, currently. Mm-hmm. So you multiply that by your one hundred or one hundred dollars per assessed value to get your tax rate mm-hmm. or to get what taxes you're paying. Then so once your assessment changes. Um, the city has to calculate a revenue neutral rate. Mm-hmm. So council will then decide whether they want to go with a revenue neutral rate. Um, if they want to go back, leave it at 93 cents, then that would be a, technically a tax increase and they would have to um, you know, do a public hearing and mm-hmm. citizens would have a chance to come in and, mm-hmm. and voice their opinion on, on a new tax rate at yeah. that point. Yeah. And this is an assessment year for us. It we is. do it every other year. Every other year, that's So this correct. is an assessment year. So some folks, even though our rate has stayed the same, their, the amount they pay uh, could potentially increase right. because their assessment will most likely increase. Right. And, and we're in the process of doing those assessments right now, correct? Right. We're, we're finishing up, right? Mm-hmm. They should be available for 2023, like say by the end of the month. And yeah, and it's an average. So, you know, depending on your property and, you know, what type of property you have. Some people may see one increase. Some people may see, you know, a different increase, a higher increase or a lower increase. Um, so the tax rate's based, of course, on the average of everything. Mm-hmm. So some Got people it. could see an increase. Some people may see a decrease depending on mm-hmm. how the rate falls. Yeah. Now, talk a little bit about, I know there's, you know, we have constitutional officers here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a commissioner of revenue. We have a treasurer. What role do they play in the overall, you know, budget process? Um, the commissioner and the treasurer they help us um, with the revenue projections. Mm-hmm. So that's their biggest role in that. We'll get together with um, myself and this, um, Mary Blow, the finance, or CFO, mm-hmm. um, deputy city manager. We'll all get together and we'll we'll review the the trends and mm-hmm. they help us put together. Especially, you know, they have a little more insight on, like, the personal property values and where the fleet's going and that type of thing. And the treasurer is the one that actually collects the money. The treasurer collects the money. So when you write your check or your mortgage company Mm -hmm. writes your check for your personal property tax, it's going to the treasurer. That's correct. Who is actually a separately elected officer Mm -hmm. here in Virginia, at least. It's kind of unique to Virginia. So if you're listening to this and you're out of state, don't go start looking for your treasurer (laughs) or your commissioner of revenue. This is a Virginia thing. Right. So... It's, let's say it's uh, late April, it's mm-hmm. May. Mm-hmm. We're at a point where we've uh, briefed council multiple times. They've had a chance to look at all the different aspects of the budget in a very detailed manner. Mm-hmm. Then we start having kind of the big picture conversations. What are some of the kind of bigger levers that drive either our expenses or uh, our revenue? We talked a little bit about assessment, but what are some of the bigger levers that council pulls in those final months to try to make sure that we have a balanced budget? Well, of course, the, as with most organizations, personnel costs, mm-hmm. salary and benefits are a huge cost. So, uh, you know, depending on if you, depending on where the revenues come in, you could either add positions or you could, you know, we haven't done that here for a long time. Eliminate positions is a big lever. You could. Um, we're not doing that. Everybody. We're not doing that. Just, right? that's why I, if, you, <laughs> just say, if you're a city employee not. listening to this, uh, we're not letting yeah, people no, off. We're not, we're not contemplating that. No. But that, and then on the revenue side, 
you know, um, the tax rates. They mm-hmm. could, you know, they have the option to raise meals taxes. They, mm-hmm. you know, cities have that option, um, which is unique in in Virginia. Um, counties can't do that. They have yeah. to go to, to referendum to do that. But. How how so? Let's say somebody. Let's say we're going to increase the meals tax, mm-hmm. and that's a percentage of your bill when you go into a mm-hmm. restaurant. So right now ours is at six percent. Correct. Yeah. What's every percentage point worth to us? Oh gosh, you put me on the spot on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to say it was what a percentage point. Yeah. Oh gosh, so about uh, two and a half million. Two and a half million dollars. So if the yeah. council wanted to, let's say their pri- they have additional priorities. They want to fund, you know, maybe a higher salary increase mm-hmm. for the year, uh, and they're a $750,000 short or they're a million dollars short. They could say, we're going to find that money by increasing the meals tax by a half a percent. Right. For our property tax, which is 93, as you said earlier, 93, mm, 93 cents, cents, assuming that stays the same. About a penny on the property tax results in about how much? About three hundred fifty thousand. About three hundred fifty k. Yeah. So, adding and if we added, let's say somebody has a home that's I'm going to put you on the spot with a lot of math right now. <laughs> Don't do Better that. Better you than me. Um, <laughs> I forget my calculator. Out. <clears throat> so if let's say somebody owns a home that's uh, you know three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it's about you know average let's say, uh, and their property tax goes up. The rate goes up from ninety-three cents to ninety-four cents. Mm-hmm. What kind of difference does that make, roughly? It's not going to be a huge amount. I mean, you're talking—I want to say maybe thirty, thirty dollars, something like that. Thirty dollars for the year. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, sure. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's about that. Those of home, this is your this is your part of the podcast. I know, yeah. Get out your calculator yeah, now no, no, and no, do no. that you math. Make me do that. And then tell us um, how much that's going to be. No, the uh, so point being, if council does decide to increase the rate, um, you know, obviously, for some folks on a fixed income, an extra thirty dollars in the course of the year is, um, you know, that's. That can be a challenge, but mm-hmm. from the vast majority of folks, that thirty dollars is not going to uh, uh, not going to be an issue. Now, for yeah. those of you, for those folks who are on a fixed income or struggling, we do actually have methods for people to uh, get relief. What's, what right. are some of those? Right. So there, um, the, commission, the Commissioner of Revenue's office handles um, tax relief programs. So there's tax relief for the elderly. There's certain parameters, age, income um, limits to that. There's also disabled veteran mm-hmm. um, exemptions that, that you can do. Those are the main ones, I think, tax yeah. elderly. Sounds about right. Yeah. So it's May is here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the budget is pretty much done. We've talked about it ad nauseum for, for months, uh, and then council decides to approve the budget. What happens when the budget approves? What, what gets triggered? So once the budget's approved, then um, we can go ahead and um, start looking at spending that money. Yep. <laughs> People can um, go in and start ordering supplies mm-hmm. or vehicles, whatever's been approved in the budget. Yeah. But who do we send? Like, do we just, what, what happens to it? Does it just become a document? It just becomes a document, right. It's, it's just available. It doesn't state or it doesn't um, get, who, who do we have to tell? 
there's really um so i never thought of it that way but there's really not any i mean mm-hmm. it's the ordinance so you have an ordinance yeah. so it's there um there's a um, ad that goes in the paper and yeah. you have the public hearing to approve the budget so once they they do that there's we don't have to send it to the state or anything we do send it um once we get it all um, formalized mm-hmm. and pretty looking yeah. we send it off to um um GFOA, which is the mm-hmm. Government Finance Officers Association, mm-hmm. um, and they review it, and then they look for different criteria and we, um, for a budget award that mm-hmm. we get every year. So yeah. we do that. But that's really, that's it. What, um, so let's say we don't pass a budget. Right. What happens? <laughs> now, yeah, folks might be thinking about Congress right, or stuff like right, that, where, yeah. oh, we have a continuing resolution after continuing resolution. If we don't have a budget, right. what happens? Right. Um, that's a good question. Other than you jump off of this. <laughs> yeah, I get kind of nervous about that, not having a budget. But, yeah, they would have to – I mean, there would be no appropriations, so it mm-hmm. would be hard. You would, so I just wouldn't – You th- Send everybody home? would stop, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Until we know, run we, out of money? We would run out. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't spend money without an appropriation. So yeah. if it's not been appropriated – so let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's, that let's would, make that sure. That would be, you hear gosh, that, you hear Dan, that city out, of, out of, I've been working for the city for 26 years, and I've never even thought about that. Now you put this nightmare scenario <laughs> in my head. Just want to make sure you're, you're, you're uh, on your toes here. And uh, city councilors, if, if by some odd chance one of <laughs> you is listening, hey, let's make sure we get a budget. Yeah. Yeah, that's never been a. It's never yeah. been a thing, and it's yeah. not going to happen this year Yeah, either. I don't know. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, some, I'm sure but somebody, somebody, I'm sure it's somebody happened. somewhere, somewhere it's, it yeah. happened. So anything that's a, else that's about a good the Melissa question? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we missing? Anything about the budget that we haven't talked about? The budget's available online. Mm-hmm. So please, if you um, have an interest in the city's budget, go out to our website, mm-hmm. um, go onto our transparency portal mm-hmm. and into the story section of open um gov and you can see all the city's budget yeah right do there. that before you show up at council yeah that's always a yeah, good idea before right. you get up and use your three minutes mm-hmm. take a few minutes go to the city's website check mm-hmm. out the the uh the portal that celeste mentioned and mm-hmm. get a little informed about what's currently in the budget right because what we do is we take last year's budget mm-hmm. and we build from there right uh, absolutely we do a it's base not budget. as if yep. we do a base budget we don't mm-hmm. just kind of invent we don't start com- from scratch we don't yeah. start from scratch right. so First step, go look at last year's budget mm-hmm. uh, so you're better informed. And if you're not in Winchester, I'd say the vast majority of cities have some – they all publish their budget, right. you know, even if it's just a PDF online. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of cities these days are using some of these newer tools that allow you to really drill down into specific mm-hmm. parts of yeah. the budget. It's a lot easier to navigate. Mm-hmm. Some even have tools that help you um, kind of, you know, play with the budget mm-hmm. uh, a little bit to kind of mm-hmm. see how much a tax rate will right. generate and whatnot. So spend a little time on our website or your local jurisdiction's website uh, before you actually show up at council and right. you know demand, demand something. Right. So, uh, okay, Celeste, thank you very much. I know this is your favorite thing to do. Uh, <laughs> Celeste uh, is our, our numbers maven, but she's always so lovely and nice, uh, even in the setting. That. So uh, yeah. thank you very much, Celeste, and good luck this budget season. Thank you. Well, there goes Celeste Broadstreet. I should have talked to to her a little bit about uh, how long she's been with the city. She's been with the city forever. Incredibly knowledgeable. Um, And I know I sound like a broken record every time one of my staff come in. But uh, 
amazing, amazing member of our team. Celeste is, uh, she keeps us honest. Celeste really uh, pays attention to our budget, makes sure I don't go a little too crazy, and is uh, an excellent steward of taxpayer resources. So uh, kudos to Celeste. I'm incredibly lucky and blessed to have her, uh, and I thank her for coming in. That does it for us today on the CityWorks portion of the Rouse Review. Uh, I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, uh, and on behalf of City Hall and Amy Simmons, uh, Happy New Year, and we'll see you around City Hall. <laughs>